Welcome to the Dark Myths Podcast. This is a podcast about the members of the Dark Myths Collective. Explore what lies beyond and enter the minds of the Dark Lords. The darkness awaits. Greetings, listeners of the Dark Myths Podcast. I am your host, Kristaps Andresons, and I am together with our Supreme Dark Lord, Grand Master of the Order, the person who gets to sit on the most comfortable of all the couches, and who has put in the most effort, the great and the magnificent Jordan Harbour. Hi, Jordan. Hi there, Kristaps. How are you? (laughs) That was quite the introduction. (laughs) Well, you deserved it. I am doing quite okay, but... We are here to learn more about you. So, let's start. Introduce yourselves to the listeners then. Sure, okay. So, uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm Canadian. I live on the West Coast on an island. You may have heard of Vancouver Island, Victoria, BC. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nice. It's summer. It's hot out right now. <laughs> what, what, what else? <laughs> what do you want to know about me? <laughs> <laughs> well, how did you grow up? What? Who are you, Jordan? Who am I? Wow, we're getting deep now. Just wow. some personal facts now. <laughs> you know, how, where did you grow up, and then what's what's your take on everything? Ah, boy. Okay, well, before we get to the serious podcasting stuff. Sure. Yeah. So, <clears throat> I guess you know, I was interested at a young age in archaeology, and that kind of was a defining thing in my life growing up. And eventually, I went to university, and and I became an archaeologist. I had to quit that because it was becoming, um, well, it, it, there was a lot of travel involved and not a lot of money. I was living out of hotels and I wasn't even digging up Romans because we don't have Romans here. So <laughs> I, I eventually left that and now I, uh, I podcast to try and capture that same sort of excitement that I got from history. And so you started podcasting because of all this excitement in history. Well, it was sort of a circuitous route. I was looking for something to, you know, I wasn't doing archaeology anymore, but I still was very interested in history. And and I wanted to be in the places where the people were and to unearth things that had never been discovered before and, and you know, be the first person to touch the, you know, that rock that the ancient Greeks um, last touched. And so there would be sort of a tactile connection between me and the past. I, I guess moving away from archaeology, I still had that passion and that drive. And I was looking for a way to kind of express that and keep that the flame alive. And uh, I dabbled in film for a bit. I um, did some work in Vancouver in the film industry. N- nothing high profile. I was, I was a peon. Um, but then I, I ended up doing a lot of indie film. And I found that it was just too expensive. And for the amount of effort that you can that you put out you're never going to hit hollywood quality but with podcasting which i discovered you can do it on a shoestring and you can get the high quality you know like dan carlin is just one guy and yet he is you know uh it's incredible quality and uh so you can hit that quality benchmark and not feel sort of like you're ever uh, shortcutting yourself, I guess, in in that regard, and and yet it's not too expensive. So um, that's sort of how I came to podcasting. But I, you know, I've I've always been interested in audio. Anyways, I love audio books. I used to listen to a lot of uh, you know audio plays when I was growing up. Yeah, so it, it it was it it seemed like a natural fit. You know, when I discovered podcasting. Uh, it just was like, wow, yeah, this is what I want to do. And it was an instant, like, you know, snap, like, yeah, this is it. So um, it took a while before I actually started to podcast. But, uh, you know, once I figured out that that was what I wanted to do, you know, it was all downhill. Excellent. And how about your specific show, The Twilight Histories? How did it come to be? And why is it about what it is about? The Twilight Histories is, uh, it came from... You know, I was looking around for 
kind of a muse or, or something to to grasp onto. Like what what is the I knew I wanted a podcast, but what was the concept going to be and how was it going to be presented? And when I dug down to the basics, what there, there was something about hardcore history, Dan Carlin's hardcore history, where it felt immersive. It felt like when you're listening to it, um, you know, you're getting this, like you're getting emotionally engaged. And that was very different from a lot of other history podcasts that I was listening to, which was more about, you know, telling sort of the, the chronological story of how things kind of came, uh, you know, progressed throughout history. And, uh, there, there was one time I remember I was listening to one of Dan's shows and, you know, I was, it was just so gripping and I was just so emotionally engaged with this thing that I had to, uh, kind of take the headphones off for a little while and just kind of give it a breather. And, and then I listened to, uh, one of the kind of classic history shows right afterwards. And it just sounded like, you know, a Wikipedia entry and I, I had to just turn it off and, um, you know, give some space to what I was feeling after listening to hardcore history. So I, I, I really wanted to capture that kind of feeling if I could, like, you know, I recognize the fact that Dan was, is a true professional and, um, you know, that reaching that would be a, a, a pretty hard thing to do. But, um, that was kind of the benchmark I, I sort of set for myself was I, I want to do something like that. Uh, and then there was, there was the, you know, the mechanism of getting to that and, you know, how was I going to present a story? Well, one of the things that I liked about Dan was that it is immersive. You feel like you are there and that's sort of where the second person came in. You know, I, all of my stories are, are written in the second person where you are the adventurer. You know, it's like fighting fantasy or, or uh, choose your own adventure. And I heard this other podcast where uh, it was by a guy called Rob Kane, Ancient Rome Refocused. And he did an episode where uh, you are a time traveler that goes back and visits ancient Rome. And he sort of went through the, you know, like you wake up in the morning and, and you know, you have to bathe using this old basin and, and uh, you have to, um, you know, put olive oil over your body and use a sturgeon to kind of scrape it off and you only get a crust of bread and and then he sort of walks you through the streets of ancient rome and you and it that's the kind of immersive experience that i was kind of looking for that was the template so i crafted the twilight histories after that and um so the the Twilight Histories is essentially a time travel show where you are the main character and you are experiencing, uh, you know, these different worlds that we visit. And then as a twist later on, as I was developing the Twilight Histories, I, I realized that if I kept on going for years and years, I was going to run out of, you know, places to go. You know, you can only visit Rome so many times. I, 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 sort of discover this other avenue which is alternate history and so the time machine can take you to different alternate realities so you're, you're not always going to you know augustan rome you might go to an industrialized rome or you might go to um you know I, i'm working on a story right now about a viking age where the vikings colonized the new world uh anyways that's a, a circuitous route but hope that answers your question Wow, it's it's an excellent answer. Now I've done some cheating, so I have heard that you actually deleted the first nine episodes of your show, never to be heard again. Yeah, how did that happen? Uh, yeah, so yeah, I deleted a lot of earlier shows, and uh, really, it's because uh, I didn't feel that the quality was there. You know, they were I was testing myself. You know, I was getting used to using a microphone and. You know, they just weren't high quality from my own perspective. And, um, yeah, I've I've kind of renovated the show a number of times over the years. So I've added shows and then I've deleted them. And I, I've always tried to, like, just, you know, if you're a first-time listener, I want you to only hear the best. And, um, I, I mean, I still look back at 
some shows and I think, yeah, those shows aren't as good as others, but yeah, you're not going to hear my very early attempts at, at uh, going in front of a microphone. Those I, I, I do have some of those in the members area that I have, so my members can hear some of those earlier attempts. Uh, but I find them embarrassing. <laughs> this is this is the show where we can get embarrassing. Don't worry, everyone else also has gotten embarrassing so far. So your tiny story. You're a time traveler. You do history. Is there any part of your local area history that you would like to time travel to, or has there been any interesting events in your personal life that you might want to share with our listeners? If I was to time travel locally, well, you know, I am really interested in in our local history. I, I love the old pictures of, of Victoria. And in fact, um, you know, where I work, I, I work for the our transit company here in, um, in BC. And I've got a bunch of old photos uh, lining my office. So um, I'm always kind of, I'm always interested in, you know, what, what our, our old, own local history look like. And, um, there's this place called Heritage Acres, actually, where I take my girls, and uh, it's just got old, you know, tractors and and you know they they pick up old houses that were uh, slated to be demolished, you know, old houses from the 1850s, and and pop them in, you know, some of the the old um, like colonial log houses, and and they recreate this place. It's no one knows about it in Victoria. Like I I had one of these old retired people come up to me and say you know we like you're the youngest person we've seen here in a long time like how did you find about us and i i find you know getting in touch with your own local history is quite fascinating wow excellent um but now let's talk about the thing that you are really famous for dark myths now uh, normally i would start by asking you how it was made and everything but we'll get to that i'll start with a more important question you are so much more professional than a lot of us here with a deep, deep appreciation for quality and performance. How do you cope with all of us weird people? <laughs> How did I cope with you? Um, I don't know. I, 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 I gathered together uh, what I thought were podcasters that interested me and, and who I would like to listen to. Um, I know that there are, uh, there are some that, that I think are, are far beyond me. Um, and then, you know, in terms of professionalism and, you know, astonishing legend, legends, for instance, is, uh, you know, they, they just absolutely snooker the, the twilight histories in terms of, of listeners. Like my, my listeners are, it, it's, it's fairly conservative. Like I've grown very slowly over time, but a lot of the other podcasters that we have in the dark miss, you know, I, I think everyone's got a great chance, uh, of, you know, doing quite nicely in, in terms of listeners and even surpassing my own listeners. Uh, one example was Craig Buddy's History of Pirates. And he approached me and asked for, you know, all sorts of guidance. And I, I helped him create his logo. I coached him in, in his sort of early attempts of, of, you know, getting in front of the microphone. And I couldn't believe just how you know how how much he shot up in the ranks as soon as he launched his show like i thought it was going to be a hit i thought it was going to do well but i i couldn't believe that it, it you know it, it was featured by itunes and it, you know just uh it's absolutely snook snookered at the twilight history so there's an example of a podcast that uh is sort of you know it's come years after the my own show twilight histories was made and yet it's managed to just shoot up in the ranks so I think every one of the podcasts in the dark miss has that opportunity. I th and, uh, and I specifically selected people who I thought were high quality that, uh, you know, had those qualities of that, that could propel them up. So, yeah, I, I don't think that it's a case of me thinking that, you know, how do I cope with everyone? I, I think that for, for anyone, I think that they could do much better than me. That's how I well, see it, at least. You, you'll have to listen to the other uh, interviews that we'll do because people are very, very thankful to you for all of this. And they're mentioning you constantly about how you've helped everyone. 
including myself, by the way, <laughs> because you wow. truly are our supreme dark lord, Jordan. <laughs> well, that that's kind of you. But, well, that's uh, that's not kind. You earned it, and you are the great. <clears throat> you are the great leader, the general secretary. Please don't send this to Gulag. <laughs> yeah, but uh, about about all the dark myths. Where where did the name come from, and and what do you want to achieve with this in general? Because this podcast is going to go to our fans, all of us. And we're introducing new podcasts yeah. here and talking about the meta level of things. So, what's dark myths? Where is it going to go? What do you see it being in five years? Uh, yeah. So, this is the kind of metaphor that I see it as. I, I see it as a nebula, a nebula for star podcasts. So it's kind of like, you know, you know, if you look out in the stars, a nebula is a nursery that creates new stars. And and I think that the darkness is like that. We have the opportunity to create new star podcasts, you know, some great podcasts that, that are launched into, um, you know, iTunes featured list. The idea is, is that, you know, I, I want to help create these stars because, the more stars we have in the dark myths, the more it's going to bring up everyone else, including myself. <laughs> you know, like I, I'm hoping that it, it will help me a little bit. You know, so there was that sort of promotional element to it. But also, I wanted to create a community of people who I liked. And that's one of the things about podcasting. It's a very solo hobby. You know, it's like it's just you in a closet or in my case, in a car. That's where I do all of my recording. And um, you know, it's you're alone and your peers are on all sides of the planet. So uh, having a collective, which is a, a nice community of, of like minded people, you know, it just it just adds that community to it. And my hope for the next five years is that everyone in the community is just going to become really good friends. And I know that from some other community podcast communities that I've help form that uh you know some of the guys have even met up like you know there's there's a bunch of podcasters in london that that go out for beers or um you know podcasters that travel to different parts of the world and, and just meet up with other podcasters i would love it if one day uh you know maybe i'll go to to latvia and, and meet up with you Christophs, or uh you know maybe maybe some of us will actually meet up and have beers that'd be great like you know to have actual friendships that's one of the the goals. So, and I think that also helps with longevity of a podcast. You know, if you if it's so solo and you're just feeling really isolated, you're not going to be as motivated after five years to podcast than if you had a bunch of friends and you could, you know, across the world and you were always communicating with them. So, I think that the friendships are really important for just keeping the podcast going and and also helping us just build up our audiences and and. And be better podcasters. Well, um, yeah, I guess because uh, the community feeling is really great at Dark Myths. And uh, uh -huh. the time I actually spent talking about podcasting on Dark Myths group <laughs> is sometimes quite limited oh. in comparison to other things. <laughs> so you have succeeded in making a great, great circle of friends, Jordan. And the collective is, is strong and successful and we're extremely thankful to you. But now, mm -hmm. now it's because I cheated and uh, apparently I got tasked with this. But making this podcast because I have uh, the most spare time with them from everyone. But I prepared some questions which uh, are interesting and which I am going to ask to everyone whom I interview with. Please, please don't spoil them anywhere. <clears throat> so let's start now. Right, right. Please, can you read us your least favorable review or talk about it or just some weird email that you have My received? Worst review. Well, let's. This is like I said. This is the show where we get embarrassing and talk about the meta level and our, our true Jeez. selves, uh, and hardcore fans. So, feel free to discuss your worst review. Well, there was one that, yeah, when was this? Uh, about a year ago, uh, I did the show called Cato's War, uh, which essentially takes place um, in the 1960s, and it imagines that the Confederates won the Civil War and and slavery still exists, and it and it's in a very insidious form and. Uh, so some guy wrote back and said, you know, uh, gave me a review on iTunes saying slavery in 1962. This podcast is bogus and overly dramatic. Good idea, but needs more attention to details. And, you know, that's it. It's probably not the most inflammatory. It's it was just one that kind of got under 
my skin a little because I thought, you know, we're talking about alternate history. Like you can, you can kind of do what you want with it. You know, like if I imagine slavery existing a hundred years after the civil war, you know, let, let me imagine it. Um, but maybe I, the guy was thinking that you were actually speaking hardcore facts and actual history in your show. Yeah, maybe he I, must have gotten bad. He he, he must must get bad grades at school if he's using that for reference. Yeah, or you know maybe he's just you know, I I don't know. Um, but yeah, I guess the, some of the critiques that I have gotten over the years are that um, I'm overly dramatic or that I've got this voice that I just that's really grating on people and 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 I think part of that might come from where I was I position I positioned myself so I positioned myself in the history genre and I'm kind of a, a bit of an outlier in the history genre in that uh, a, a lot of the guys they they tell history in the sort of in the style of uh, history of Rome like Mike Duncan you know they everyone emulates you know let's tell history in a very um, approachable and and you know chronological kind of way and so when they get to my podcast uh, it's just so different, you know. It's like an um, uh, an audio play, a radio play, you know. It's it's just so different that they're maybe not used to that, or they weren't looking for that, and they got it, and and they don't like it, or they're not expecting it. So, I think that that's that's another reason why I was I tried to I wanted to create the dark mist was I felt like an outlier in history, in the history genre, and I wanted to find my people, you know. I wanted to find people that were and podcasts that were like my own and and so i went out and searched for them because i was i just i felt kind of like uh you know outcast well n- now you have a huge tribe of angry <laughs> monkeys waving their spears around and yelling jordan <laughs> well uh, yes <laughs> don't worry so, just... sometimes the spears are pointed at me <laughs> really this is a friendly discussion more or less um Dear listeners, yes, Jordan's voice is actually like this, and I don't know whoever would complain about it. It's amazing. Jordan has one of the best podcast voices out there, I think. And so does everyone. Everyone's amazed, actually, that you actually have this voice in reality. Because <laughs> uh, a lot of people think that you're doing this spe- specifically for the show, but you're not. And th- that's great. Well, the, I think if you heard the, those earlier nine shows that, you're, <laughs> that you referenced... Uh, I haven't heard them. It's 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 quite different. <laughs> like it's, I think over time you become more comfortable in your podcasting voice, and it just sort of builds and develops, and and uh, you kind of sink into it a little bit. And and um, in the when I was first starting, like man, it was my podcasting voice was just not there. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, and even my wife, like I I haven't played her a podcast of mine in, in years because, um, I played her one and of my earlier ones and she just cringed. And it was one of those looks like, why did I marry you? <laughs> like, this is so bad. Uh, so, well, so I, I hope that, you know, it's gotten a little better, but yeah, thank you for, for saying that. It's got an excellent Jordan. If you had something to say to new podcasters out there, what would it be? What would be the advice for new podcasters? that you could get for a new podcaster. Wow. There's, well, there's a lot of things, first of all. I mean, there's, you know, you got to figure out what your passion is first and it, it doesn't matter if someone else has already done it is probably one of the key things. And, and that's, that's the thing that I hear a lot of from first time podcasters is they're very sort of, they feel on shaky grounds about um, moving into a territory that might've been claimed. And there just is no such thing as, claiming a uh, a topic in podcasting like you know i would love to do a podcast on napoleon one day if i ever uh you know had the time <laughs> but uh and you know it, that's already been done there's already a podcast on napoleon but um i don't i definitely don't think that napoleon has been claimed by another podcaster and same with rome like you know you can do a podcast on rome or or whatever it is that you're interested in you know if if someone else has done it you, you can do it too and your take is going to be different and what's more it's you almost want to have more than one podcast on a specific topic i heard this uh one story about a chess store and this it was in new york somewhere and the, and it was this one chess store on this one street and and everyone would go to the chess store and they would drive for miles to get there and then 
one of the customers, he created another chess store across the street. And at first, the, the two owners were just at each other's throats. They, they hated each other. But then they realized that both of their businesses were going up because now, you know, these two chess stores were even more of a destination. So that's where I think, you know, if you have more podcasts on this on a similar uh, subject and if those podcasters uh, sort of get together as we have in the dark myths and, you know, uh, build each other up and cross promote each other. And, you know, if if I've done, you know, a, a topic on one thing and you've done the same topic, but from a different perspective, from your own unique perspective, you know, maybe I'll say, hey, you know, uh, go check out uh, Christop's, uh, you know, he he's he's done a he has a really interesting perspective and and uh it's it's great further listening and and sort of you cross promote back and forth and it really builds builds both of you up yeah this is how we learned capitalism by the way because uh then i might cut this out but in soviet union in riga there was just one store for example for wedding supplies and one store for lamps so when the capitalism started basically everyone had already noticed and they just instantly knew that they had to go to this area to buy their lamps or their wedding supplies or these specialized things so when new stores opened they literally had to open in the same area because everyone just went there so now we have a whole street dedicated just to wedding supply shops mm -hmm. and there is literally and, and they just enforced it because there is no more point opening any wedding store anywhere else in riga because everyone just goes there yeah that's that's kind of how it is in where i live as well you know there's actually you know uh, a place in Vancouver where it's all, um, you know, wedding stores and people, people uh, from Victoria will go to Vancouver to this one place and and yeah, it's, that's that's just a natural way that things happen is they they band together and individual stores in Vancouver would not attract people from Victoria, you know, from all the way across from you know catching a ferry or a plane, uh, if it wasn't for the fact that there's a bunch of them together. Exactly. Do you have anything you don't like in podcasts? And do you have any rivals outside of our Dark Myths group? Because I have, I spoke with some people and, and they do. They, they have some things they, they look at other podcasts and they don't like. So what don't you yeah. like when in podcasts? And do you have any, some sort of imaginary or, or real rivalries with other shows? Uh, I, well, I, I don't have any rivalries with, with anyone else. Uh, things that sort of, I guess, catch that get my goat a little bit are, are just, you know, technical things more than anything, you know, uh, people that start a podcast and, and they get a cheap microphone. Uh, and so it's, it's like, you know, crackly sound. It's, it's not good. You know, they, they don't, you know, put that attention to detail. You know, I, I sort of look at podcasting, like if you're going to do it, like just do it, like do it properly. Like it's, it doesn't cost a lot of money to start, like go out and, and get a proper microphone. And, you know, I was renting a microphone for the longest time, uh, 15 bucks a month. I was renting this microphone and, and, uh, you know, that was my expense <laughs> and, you know, you can just edit on free software, but, you know, just put in the effort to get a good microphone and, uh, you know, put in the effort to, if you're going to write scripts, write a, write good scripts, um, put in the effort to edit, you know, I'll sometimes listen to a podcast and uh, I can't believe that they've, they launched an episode where there were obvious errors in, in the audio recording and, and, you know, something that could be easily edited out if they had just listened to it before they posted it. And, you know, I just, I just, I guess the laziness is the thing that, that I don't like. But yeah, I don't think anyone in the the dark myths is uh, is lazy. That, that's why so. you're the general secretary. You are the most perfectionist of all of us, I think. And th and that's that's a great <laughs> attitude because what I've noticed is that we each of us has this special attitude and special approach to podcasting in general, and we have this very special feel on our shows. I don't really think that we have any purely dry academical shows here. We we each have a the certain passion and the certain feel. What, what's your field then? Uh, it, it, going back to hardcore history, uh, I was trying to emulate that kind of feel where you are experiencing something in a different world that is uncomfortable. And, you know, maybe the, there's things that are magnificent, but also things that are ugly about those worlds, you know. Uh, it's 
the more I study history, the more I realize that you don't necessarily want to time travel. You know, I, I remember I had a, a conversation with my mom when I was doing my undergrad. She said, oh, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be nice to time travel back to ancient Greece? And I thought, oh, no, like I was just reading about the Peloponnesian Wars and, and about the plague and how people were dying in the streets and, and then, you know, young men being shipped off to war and killed and in epic numbers and, and, you know, it just sounded horrible. And, and on top of the slavery and, uh, you know, the, the, the sewage running through the streets and, you know, history is, is not a pretty place often, you know, it's, it's a dirty place. It's a dangerous place. It's, uh, there's a lot of bigotry that, you know, you, you don't, there aren't many liberals in history. <laughs> uh, you know, there's not, not many bleeding hearts in, you know, during the Spanish Inquisition, except for those that are getting stabbed, literally. Nobody expected that. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, like I, I'm trying to capture that as well, like because that's the reality. There's this combination of, of you know, like trying to really give a real feel for, for the places that you're going. And there's, the feel is not necessarily a pleasant one. It, it might be an uncomfortable feel. Or a dark feel. <laughs> well, yes, and we are all rooting for Seth, obviously. <laughs> but yeah, dark, dark does not mean evil because I, I have noticed that we are we're really the friendliest guys out there. And a lot of our a lot of our members, they're some sort of uh, geeks, metalheads, punk rock fans, horror movie fans. Uh, what's what's your hobby? What do you do? This, I, I you, you told us that you liked movie making and you liked audio audio plays. What's your hobby? What's what's the thing that you're into? Well, my hobbies have really kind of shrunk since having kids. You know, I had a lot more time before to to engage in other things. Um, you know, piano was was one of my my big things uh, for a lot of years. You know, I and I almost went into music as well. For you know, when I was doing my considering which direction to take, you know, archaeology or or what something else i i was also thinking of music i i really like uh classical music i listen to a lot of classical music and um quite like the the germanics right now i've i did really like uh russian composers for a long time like shostakovich and prokofiev and stravinsky but i've kind of sort of shifted more into like bruckner um i'm still i, I haven't quite gotten into wagner but i'm Bruckner is, is definitely one that I listen to uh, quite a bit. And then I got into Napoleon when I was doing research for uh, for a show on Napoleon. And, you know, I, I was listening to audiobooks about Napoleon. And, and uh, then I got into Beethoven quite a bit. So I whenever I'm studying for a new show and doing research for it, I usually get into a certain genre of music as well. So I guess that's sort of, you know, my hobby outside of podcasting is it's related to podcasting right now. Well, my dad used to play in the opera orchestra for 20 years. Uh, he played bass. And so I grew up in that area as well. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm personally a metalhead. I listen to a lot of rock music and metal music. But when I'm writing my scripts, <laughs> I listen to Red Army Choir. So far, my favorite that I have kind of uh -huh. before and after recording to relax I found this through a video game, the Electric Counterpoint, uh, the minimalism genre of modern academical music. Do you do you enjoy modern academical music as well? Not just uh, um, old classics. I'm not so much into it. like after Schoenberg, I think my interest in classical music starts to wane a little bit. You know, once we get into twelve tone scales and it, we start to lose our sense of harmony i guess i just sort of i, I lose interest a little bit um, but i do like sort of the the rougher classical music so uh yeah at work uh, some of my friends were listening to metallica and i was listening to bruckner and i said you know you guys would <laughs> you, you guys might like bruckner <laughs> uh he's he's pretty hardcore he's like the the metallica of of the classical world so i put on some bruckner and they were just like their ears couldn't take it <laughs> you know it was too bombastic for i i don't know there's it it takes a lot of warming up to get get into some of that really heavy germanic music my dad once said that if bruckner would have had an electric guitar he'd played metal 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. That's amazing. Yeah. Do you do you have? And this is this is the weird part, which you shouldn't spoil to everyone before listen before listening. <clears throat> do you have a message to us on dark myths? Anything you want to say, our dark myths guys, an advice, something about the group, just a message to all of the people in dark myths, the podcasters themselves. Yeah, well, I guess it's you know going back to I'm just really just looking to have a community of friends. That's that's the main reason why I created this is just to to find my tribe. You know, I was I, I'm a bit of an outlier in the history genre. I'm, I'm not quite into the, uh, the the radio play genre because I'm just a one guy. So I'm I'm kind of this floater that that doesn't really have a home, and that's why I created the Dark Mist was to fo- form that community beyond the all the advantages of of cross promoting each other and and doing fun projects like uh, like this podcast. When you're looking at the, the the foundation of the Darkness Collective, it's about friendships, and uh, that's I guess my message to everyone. And anything you want to say to our listeners about Dark Myths, how we operate, ah. which tends to be tends to be a bit like herding cats, I presume. <laughs> well, I, I love getting into the forum and and chatting with everyone, and uh, you know that's that's one of the big joys. Is when when I first created it. You know, I was doing a lot of the the posts, and I was posting everything. And then when people were starting to post themselves, uh, you know, that's when I realized, okay, this is it's actually, you know, taking off. Like people other than me are actually doing things on this thing. And uh, you know, it's it's just really great when I see uh, people communicating with each other and and forming friendships, and I can sort of see you know, projects starting to spawn, like uh, the Lesser Bonapartes, which you were a part of, uh, when when Dan left uh, and Glenn was looking for a co-host, you uh, you got on board. And I thought, yes, okay, the darkness is working. You know, so there's, for listeners, I think you're going to see in the future, there's going to be a lot more synergy between all of these podcasts. It's exciting. You know, it's exciting to see where this thing can go. I have no idea where, where it's going to go. And to get in on the ground floor and to kind of see it rise is, I think, going to be an exciting thing. Hmm. Excellent. And now for something completely different. What's your favorite beer? My favorite beer? Well, there's a local beer, brewery called Hoyne, and they've got a beer called Dark Matter. Wow. And it's it's delicious. It's a really nice one. Oh, there's also this one that I've been really into lately. It's called Creepy Uncle. Uh, it's by one called Moon, and it's kind of similar to Dark Matter. They, these are sort of, you know, dark beers. I used to be into really hoppy beers. I was into IPAs, and then after a while, you know, after years, I guess once I hit my mid-30s, I I just suddenly decided, you know what, why am I hurting myself <laughs> with these incredibly, like, fortified hoppy beers? And so I moved into more smooth, dark beers, and that's kind of where I'm sitting right now. It's a nice, you know... Uh, delicious, smooth, uh, dark beer. Nice. I, I have figured out that uh, podcasting runs on coffee and beer, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. I can't. Uh, I can't drink and podcast. I. I'll pass out. <laughs> Don't drink and podcast, kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. What What you're doing with Dark Myths is a great, great, great job, and with your podcast. What's your next episode is going to be, and do you have something special planned about it? Yeah. What are you What are you forming right now? Well, um, I know that some of my my listeners uh, they they don't like spoilers, so if I'm going to say something about this, then um, you can just I'll... talk about your most recent episode then, which they have already heard. For the this is for the new listeners here. Oh well, um, yeah, I just did a a three part uh, series called the Winged Victory, and it takes place in ancient Greece, and it's one where you're a time well you're this the time traveler, and and you actually get stuck in ancient Greece, and it's an alternate ancient Greece where it was supposed to be a vacation world where uh, where Rome uh, had a civil war that that basically imploded the Romans. And so they never went and uh, devastated Greece as they did in our timeline. You get stuck in this vacation world and which is supposed to be, you know, amazing. And because you're stuck there, you become a catalyst for 
for change. So you bring in all the technology that that you know about from the future and you start building um, building oil refineries and and uh, you introduce paddle wheelers and and the you know uh, you you introduce guns so you have simple flint lock musket or occubus style guns then what happens and this is a little bit of a spoiler i guess is the romans come back and they're you know basically cast uh from decades and decades of civil war into these this completely ruthless army uh which is sort of burnished with you know pocked steel and and uh you know they're they're just a, a nasty looking black mean army and uh and they storm through greece that's kind of the first episode <laughs> well that that sounds a lot like warhammer really. <laughs> yeah well yeah maybe there's a could sort of make that parallel wow it's excellent if you would have to recommend another show on dark myths to listen to you can recommend several too which one would it would it be another show on dark myths yeah uh, another dark myths show well of course i would recommend uh the eastern border and and uh the lesser bonapartes you know these are our two uh fantastic podcasts <laughs> no, no 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 don't 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 promote Andresons. <laughs> don't don't, pr don't promote me people people are trying to promote me on on this show but this show is not about me so i'm trying to put that off well i uh, <laughs> i happen to listen to your show well if i uh, i guess just the one that i'm listening to right now is uh jeff wright's troy story of the trojan war sorry i forget the troy the podcast i'm I've <laughs> i'm messing up the name of his podcast but it's a it's a really fantastic podcast it's it's uh it's basically the story of the trojan war told by a modern day bard uh jeff right he goes around to schools and to bars and <clears throat> different places and 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 you know tells the story of the trojan war to paying audiences which is something that just blows my mind that that someone can make their living doing that and so the podcast is his way of taking um, these stories basically making the full version because you're not going to be able to tell uh you know a 48 hour you know rendition of the iliad in in three hours to an audience so he's doing the full rendition and in his own way and there's and one of the things that i really like about it because i read the iliad and the odyssey quite a few times in my schooling is that he gives a lot of the background so there's a lot of this sort of um myths and and uh the pre-story because in the iliad that's where you start uh you just start on the shores of uh of troy and you don't there's there's not a lot of sort of build up to that point you don't really hear those you know all the background of why the war started and he tells that so so I think it's a great podcast. I'm I'm really enjoying it, uh, and I'm trying to move through everyone else's as well. Uh, Singing Bones is another great one. Uh, it's it's one that talks about fairy tales. It's 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 really uh, I think well done. Check that one out. Um, it's by our only female member so far, Matilda too. Yeah, from Australia no less. So this is not just an this is not a Northern American centered group uh -huh. anymore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're we're definitely international, and and I guess uh, yeah, Singing Bones is one of our most recent ones. So I've just been listening to her recently, and I've been enjoying it. But uh, yeah, everyone is great. You know, I I handpick people to to join, but I would back up every single podcast. And this is and this is why Jordan is our great general secretary, ladies and gentlemen. Listen to Twilight Histories. But in in general thoughts, uh, is there? some project that that you'll be endorsing on dark myths this is where you talk about the small <laughs> council stuff um what's what's going on are we are we finally gonna have a con are we going to have something cool well let's stop. see here i mean we there's there's lots of plans in the works uh lots of plans that i think other people have been thinking about that, that you know haven't even come to light that we're we're going to hear about soon one thing that that i would kind of like to do is a serialized story a bit like one of our other members scald aubrey citizen 
and he every week he puts out a new uh, sort of chapter in his story, which, uh, you know, tells the story of this guy who's kind of like a Conan the Barbarian type character. And I, I'd kind of like to do something like that, except where each week we have a, you know, a different podcaster in the dark myths tell a chapter in the story. So something like that could be fun. Or if we did a sort of a collage mashup where if we pick a topic and everyone that wants to can contribute a a seven or 10 minute micro story that might be manageable for people. And then we sort of, we mash them up. I did this in another group and it worked out quite nicely. It's very popular and easy to do. Well, the fun, the fun fact about dark myths is that like people have to say, we're a bunch of punk podcasters and there's not a real sense of authority there and everything is voluntary. And I think that's important to know to our, for our listeners because we, we are not as extremely tight with rules and organized as, as some other groups. But we're doing some great work because whenever you do something, it comes straight from the soul into, into being and the people who do things are really passionate about them. And everyone's doing something, so it's great. And I think that's why it's really great that the podcasts you picked are truly into all of this stuff. Yeah, well, I knew that, you know, bringing podcasters into a group that some were going to rise up and, and take on the challenge and others were going to be silent. And that's sort of how it is. You know, the, you have been uh, wonderful at, at taking a lot of leadership and and uh, bringing life to the group. And there have been, there have been others, you know, uh, um, Travis J. Dow has been great at setting up the feed for this and, and running our Twitter. And, you know, people are coming through the woodwork and, and volunteering to sort of lead in their own way, which is, is wonderful. You know, I, I certainly don't want to do everything I do. You know, I manage the website, having one of our guys, Andrew, you have over the lesser Bonaparte's he's been helping out with uh, adding profiles. We on the, we on the lesser Bonaparte's kind of always send Andrew to, to his room. Cause uh, we, we have, um, Again, to our dear listeners, we sometimes have these somewhat chaotic group Skype calls, and we are all adults here, <laughs> and Andrew is 18. That would be a legal age in my country, and he could drink beer here, but uh, he's the only one in the group who can't. <laughs> so we have this tagline, Andrew, go to your room. <laughs> That's funny. Travis came up with this. Oh, poor Andrew. What do you what do you think about what do you think about other groups? I know that you are also the administrator of this history podcasts group in Facebook. How did you, how is that how is that going and what other projects are you involved in? Yeah, well, I guess yeah, it goes like right when I first started podcasting, I wanted to, you know, I recognized that uh, you know it's it is a pretty lonely art and and I wanted to create a community that none existed, uh, so I I created the history podcast group on Facebook and uh it's it's you know i i i must get about 10 or 20 uh new invites a day so i'm i'm always just clicking like you know accept 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 so it's the community is really good and but you know with that comes the management of the community uh so there's a couple other guys that uh, i brought in to early on to uh help me manage that group because there's you know there's just a lot of people that sneak through and they're trolls or they they want to you know race up trump and you know it's just not the place to to do that kind of thing so there's that and that, that's sort of on you can't stump the trump but you can stump his supporters well there's uh, you know we, we've just made a rule that there's uh, no political discussions whatsoever to wrap things up you are the leader of all of us in dark myths and we are the group and I, I guess we're one of the major groups out, out there now. Yeah. So what's your take as an influential individual in the podcast, in the Wild West, which is podcasting about podcasting in general, the status of it and what's going on there? One of my frustrations, I guess, is uh, with iTunes and, and how little iTunes seems to care about podcasts right now. They haven't really changed anything uh, since we had Steve Jobs. It, it seems like Steve Jobs left us, and and uh, podcasting was just dropped. Like they, and the problem is, is uh, you know, they don't give us any analytics. You know, our our analytics is so sparse that you know if they if they would 
just take a little bit more leadership and, and give us analytics and, and maybe even, you know, manage adding advertisers to podcasts. You know, there, there's just such a, a huge opportunity there. Uh, advertisers are are reluctant to get involved in, in podcasting because there's no analytics. And yet uh, people consistently say that they would trust the recommendations of a podcaster more than any other medium, more than, you know, radio or TV uh, or newspapers. You know, the, the spoken word of, of someone that you trust is, uh, is just so valuable. Uh, so, and there are so many podcasters out there and such a huge burgeoning audience and it's, it's the future. And so I'm a little frustrated, I guess, with, with iTunes for, for just, you know, not really caring or seeing this opportunity. Uh, so I'm hoping that, you know, maybe uh, Google play will start to pick up on, on this or, or there will be some competitions from elsewhere. And, you know, it's got to happen because there's, there's latent money that's sitting there that's not being use so people are going to try and and uh, take advantage of it but yeah i think once that starts to happen then you're going to see a lot more professional podcasters start to develop because as i see it like as soon as you get a podcaster uh, that starts to monetize their podcast even if it's small even if it says 200 bucks you know an episode that suddenly moves them away from being a hobbyist to a professional. And when you're a professional, you take your craft very seriously. You know, you get a good microphone, you, you script better, you, um, you stick to more of a schedule or, uh, you know, the quality of your work starts to increase. And that's what I've noticed with so many podcasts is, uh, whenever I see a podcast that's, you know, gotten past that one year mark and starts to monetize, uh, I've, I've noticed just, you know, that those are the ones that really dramatically increase in quality and become professionals. And uh, the ones that sort of don't monetize, those ones seem to, I don't know, they sort of tick along and, and uh, usually just sound like a hobbyist, which is fine. But uh, I, I always uh, applaud those that, uh, that manage to make a little bit of money off of it because I know that they're, they're, the quality of their shows is just going to shoot through the roof. So I think that if one day we do get that analytics sorted out and we do get advertisers flooding in and scooping up podcasts, we're going to see a lot more professionals. And I'm really hoping that the dark miss is going to be positioned nicely uh, for that day. Well, currently we are on the bleeding edge, thanks to you. Um, any last words before we finish up? You know, I'm just, uh, I, I really appreciate you doing uh, these interviews, you know, and, and taking so much leadership and you know, you're one of the friendliest guys that, that I've ever met on, on, uh, on the internet. So, <laughs> and, uh, one day I hope that we will share a beer and I can introduce you to my silky smooth, dark malts. That, that, that they will come, my friend. <laughs> this has been the Dark Myths podcast and join us next time where we will interview another Jordan but this has been Jordan Harbour, our great and supreme leader. All hail Jordan Harbour. And I mean that seriously, because we are very thankful to him for his work and for everything he's done to us. And I hope that you enjoy this group podcast and this very first episode of it. Thank you and goodbye.